Mrs. Steen to live the dream and today we're talking about the fact of a lot of us have purpose calling and we don't know where that is. We lost it when we were a child. We used to dance, we used to sing, we used to do all of the things that we were passionate about when we lost it, when we became an adult and started adulting. But there's still that gnawing in our gut, a gnawing in our spirit, that gnawing desire because our mind is telling us we can't stay here, but we don't know how to get out. I'm that person that's going to help you from the gestation to help you birthing that thing that is your purpose through mindset, emotional, social, physical, spiritual, and financial help in order to lead you into the walk of the fullness of achieving what you are called to do. This is Taj McCameron. Catch you now. Hello and welcome to Steam to Live the Dream. This is your host, Taj McCameron, and what are we talking about today? We're talking about control versus freedom, selfless versus selfish. Wow, what is that topic? Well, I was sitting here pondering some thoughts, and I just sat here and I thought to myself, what is control? What are we doing when we want to have a life that is in control what does control look like and oh i'm going i'm going to go i'm going to dig a little deep into this because um control control is having the ability that everything that you have has your ability to control it like example uh everything within your environment is under the control of you meaning whether it's the work you do for the amount of hours in which you do it that you're in the control of when it's done how it's done in which way it's done who's involved in it in which way the involvement is done or maybe you have control in the element of the environment that you're in do you have control of where you are when you're in that environment how you're in that environment how you interact and engage with every person within that environment you have people that will sometimes take that type of control and use it as narcissistic manipulation where they will become in an element they will try to control the people around them by becoming exactly what they know will cause or create a certain type of reaction from the person or people within their environment that they read the people enough that within that time frame that they read them that they can get the person to act 
react and operate within a way, shape, or form that uh, magnifies the exact type of person that they want the other person to be. So when that magnification occurs, they are at peace with it. That's why you notice when you run into narcissistic or manipulative people, when the person or people that they had under their thumb when through manipulation begins to wake up and starts to stop operating in that format where they can be controlled, you notice that that person begins to freak out because it's like they're playing a game of chess and the chess pieces now have turned on them and they're losing the game that they feel like they created because they're narcissistic and manipulative. Let's just be honest. Now, versus freedom. Freedom is the ability you can go where you want to go, do what you want to do, operate in a way in which you desire to operate. But in freedom, you're not concerned with the controlling aspect of it. You are within your environment, but you operate within a essence of peace and an essence of ease that is um, peaceful. You are unbothered by your circumstances and surroundings and you move as necessary. You don't allow the circumstance to dictate how in which you are going to operate within that space and or environment. You're not going to allow it to dictate you. Freedom, freedom doesn't always, if you ever heard the saying, freedom isn't free. Freedom doesn't always look like you being in a state of actual freeness freedom is a state of mind more than it is a state of reality do you realize that a person can be bound physically they can be chained down chained up and immovable but if they're mentally free then they are free meaning if you cannot control their mind You cannot control the way that they operate mentally. You cannot control their peace within them. They are free and are operating in a state of freedom. Most people do not understand because you see, our society lives and breeds on freedom looking like you are in a state of freeness okay where your environment looks like you're free which I'm going to dig a little bit deep into this where we do not realize you ever heard the old song by uh uh in vogue 
free your mind and the rest will follow. When you are free mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, socially, financially, you are free. But your freedom does not start externally, meaning socially, externally. It starts mentally. You become mentally free. You become free of mindsets and belief systems. You become free spiritually from your environment around you. You become emotionally, internally free. These are three areas that are all internally. Then physically you become free. Financially, it it gives you an element to move about socially. But the freedom starts mentally first. Breaking the mental shackles and all of this first. This is why a person can be thoroughly and completely bound, but look free. This is why you see rich people that they look like they got everything. They got the house, the car, the mansion, the kids, the wife, the all that, the things that everybody said were like, that's what I want, yeah. But they didn't, they were not free. That's why you end up hearing about let me get let me not get too graphic, but they, they, they ended up committing suicide in whatever morbid way that they desired to commit suicide. And people are like, oh what? They had it all. Why did they why did they have their life? Because they were not mentally free. They were externally free. They were free externally. But they were not physically free. Meaning their mind was not free. Their environment was free. They could live out on the biggest oasis of land, crops, house, mansion, all of that. That looks like the freest life that you could ever have. But their mind wasn't free. The case of the um, young woman that recently just passed away, the lawyer who committed suicide, and people are like, "Oh my God! What? She was the she was the poster child. She was she was the the the, the, the Miss USA or Miss Universe or I forget which one she was. She she had herself the house. She looked beautiful. She had the hair. She had the makeup. She had the house. She had all of this and." She jumps out the window. What are you? Was she mentally free? She was externally free. Was she mentally free? What was what was binding her up in her mind that caused her to want to end her life? These are the questions. And this is where I'm going to start to bridge into my next point and topic. I was looking at a video. And I have it on my phone. It was a reel. Somebody took a clip of Tamira Maori speaking on the reel. And she was talking about um, relationship and marriage. 
she's talking about in her marriage and the fact of you hear it all the time two whole people coming together what and what I'm coming from is what is wholeness is wholeness freedom is wholeness being selfish or selfless what 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 is the wholeness because she was coming from the point of that the beautiful uh marriage of dance in marriage is you are whole and i am whole and our wholeness coming together but what does wholeness look like what is the definition of that thing is wholeness self love is wholeness freedom is wholeness selflessness is wholeness selfishness is wholeness control what does wholeness look like to a person now one might say well wait 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 why would control and selfishness even be part of wholeness it's an observation of perspective because a person can look at a person that is in control of their life and say that person is selfish but they can also look at a person whose life looks completely in disarray and they can be the most selfless person nine times out of ten the reason that their life looks in disarray is because they were so selfless they weren't selfish they were selfless because when you are selfless is the activity of giving so much and I heard a woman say this in a video I don't know whether I saved the audio from it and she was saying this we as women are expected to be selfless that we are meant to give and to give and every element of life work family kids all of this is to push us and propel us is into being the most selfless beings where we are giving everything that we have to the other person, the other children, the work, the job, the this, the that, and the other. But when we make the decision to be Hello and welcome to part two of our discussion where I was saying that we as women, we are viewed as the type of people that have to be selfless. We put ourselves out there. We push ourselves. We are viewed to be the support system for our spouses, we're viewed to be the support for our children, we're viewed to be everything that everybody else needs. And But when we make the decision to focus on us, we're viewed as selfish. I'll never forget, there's been a couple of times in my life where 
I decided to change my mindset. And when I made the decision to change my mindset and start to focus on the things that I love, the things I wanted to do, the things that were important to me, my um, education, the way that I wanted my education to be, the going against the grain of what popular societal belief was meant to say that I should be doing and when you are creative that is the first thing that goes out the window is what popular belief is when people started to see me change and start to do things the way that I wanted to do them people were like they became instantly aversive to me um, I was listening to my coach this morning on a on a morning prayer call and she was making the point of saying that people will become viciously obedient to whatever the system cycle is telling them to do. Our system is not one that tells us that we should be caring for self it says yes self-care is important it says that you need to exercise some believe in meditation and yoga and all of this type of stuff but as far as the self-type care of doing what's good for you they want you to be selfish but not be self it's viewed upon as selfish when you decide to do for yourself when you decide to go against popular norm it's it's viewed upon as being selfish which isn't what your intention is It's about being conscious to the fact that this is my desire. This is what I'm seeking in my life at this particular point. And I'm okay with me. But being okay with you, if it goes against what's culturally normal or culturally thought to be the ideal stereotypical thought, it's being selfish. If I desire that my career or what it is that I'm pursuing is more important than the other person involved in the situation, then I'm viewed as potentially being selfish if the other person has no understanding as to what it is my desired focus and goal is. If a mother makes a decision to become a a independent um, independent artist or something like that, I've seen this happen with a couple different situations. Where let's use for example, it was a influencer. I remember when she made the decision 
she was actually used to see her all the time on another influencer's vlogs because they were best friends and she's the, the the main influencer loved to go over to her house all the time and hang out with her because she was a mom but when this mother made the decision that she was going to get involved because said influencer said it would be a good idea for her to take her talents and her gifts and start doing her own influential vlog page. That means she had to restructure her household that she was more able to do create wigs more able to go out. She started to talk more she started to vlog her life she started to go out and um, do public events and she was getting invited to go places we found out that she was interested in music she started to do modeling and other things and she was on the come up as a wife and I ended up going back about a year ago to check in on her vlogs because she was at the time she had gotten an endorsement deal for her channel she and her husband were together they had gotten a completely new uh network that was interested in the the reality show of their influence and it was like all this and you would see her with her husband and her husband looked like he was into it because she had glamified herself being on the um youtube station and the next thing you know they're getting a divorce what happened she changed because she made the decision to focus on the things that she was passionate about grew and she outgrew the relationship And I'm sure there was jealousy and other things that occurred in that scenario that led to the divorce, but there was, she outgrew the space she was in. And there was, uh, was another celebrity who recently got divorced. And I found it interesting when they look at the catalog of her life, she was an actor in her early years made famous for being on one of the sitcoms when growing up she got married before that sitcom ended and yeah she was on a sitcom here and there throughout her marriage but when she stopped and went back to do the one thing that she didn't do the entire time she was married her marriage actually ended And it wasn't because of her doing this thing that ended her marriage. It was the things that happened and the things she became more vocal about and the fact that she became more independent and self-assured within it that you began to see a stronger version of her she made the decision to be more self selfish with herself not that she was being selfish she was being more conscious of her own health 
mental health, emotional health, and expression. She was getting a lot of things off of her chest in this new form of creative expression. And once she did that, things started to come out. Her marriage ended and a whole lot of stuff came out that nobody even knew was going on. And it was a self-expression and self-discovery that made her outgrow that experience and the thing about it is when you're in certain experiences and your mindset your beliefs your emotional stability is so wrapped up in that thing that when you change that mindset and you start to come against the belief system that has been structured throughout that time frame you no longer are viewed within this experience as being in a good place by the ones that you have outgrown because you grew, they did not. And what you may find is when you start to grow like this is that people begin to come against you for having made the decision to grow and that you are now selfish because you grew which brings me back to the point that I was saying what is the view of being whole sometimes when you make the decision to grow and to be a little selfish when you've been selfless all the time you give to everyone you you put everyone above you your family your kids your the way society builds you to be put people first above your needs when you make the decision to focus a little bit on gaining understanding of understanding who you are and self-care yourself not to say that it's not important to serve others it very much is important to serve others but when your mindset changes and you seek out having that thing that is yours having that understanding that you were whole before this person came into your life that you are becoming whole when you make the decision to focus more on what it is that you're passionate about when you make the decision that you are whole that you don't particularly need the car the house the kids the this the other thing if you have them yes but you focus on being whole and your wholeness may look like you sitting on the couch in the middle of the day and not doing the dishes because at this particular point in time you're taking your whole time and resting feeding yourself what you need your wholeness may not look to the external world like you being the person that's working the nine to five job and 
following the rat race of every day, you're whole because you're pursuing what you're passionate about. It may take you a little bit longer to get it done, but you're whole in doing that. Your wholeness may look like you not needing any stressful situation to get you out of your headspace that you may need to use an altering substance in your lifestyle to make you feel whole. Because some people use drugs, use alcohol to make themselves feel like they're in a good space. But all they're doing is masking their problems. A whole person doesn't need that to feel good. They can go out and feel good whether they're drinking or they're not drinking. A whole person can feel good whether they're not smoking or not. There are some people that I've dealt with in my lifestyle that I never quite could understand that whether they were smoking or drinking, they didn't realize how they acted when they were under the influence of what it was that they were using as a substance to make them feel good in that moment. A whole person doesn't even need that because a whole person understands within themselves that they find their peace and inner peace with God, with whatever it is that they desire, whether it's their meditation, whatever it is. You can be whole without that. You don't need the bells and whistles of the crystals and the candles and all that type of stuff. You can be just as whole. I had to go through a series of cleansing in self because I've never been one to be a drinker. I've never been one to be a smoker. Have I been around people that have? Never really understood how they could do that because I never understood how they acted after they started to indulge in said substances that I wanted to gain understanding because I would see them and I'm like why because I knew I was whole without it because what happens is those things become a crutch to you because if you're truly whole you need none of these things because if you need it if you need makeup you need sex, you need drugs, you need alcohol. You are, are you really whole? And then when you have these people that are saying, I'm going to do me, and they're doing me, is using said things to make them feel like they're doing something. Drinking while I'm talking while I'm this. That doesn't make you look more like an adult. That just makes you look more like you are covering things. It's the same thing when you see a person that feels like, oh, I'm whole, I'm self, I'm satisfied with my weight, I'm this, that, and the other. But are you whole? Because did you know emotionally and mentally that you are subjecting your body to a regimen of unhealthy eating or what have you 
unhealthy activity that you may feel thick and curvy and this, that, and the other, but is your body healthy? Is your mind healthy? Because you know something? That when a a person is processing their emotions, weight will come off. I've heard it from people that teach spiritual weight loss. That you will spiritually lose all the weight that you have. When you heal from the problems that are causing you to hold on to those things. Ergo making you come to a place of wholeness. But when you begin to do these things. Some people will view you as being selfish. Because you change. Wholeness is being in body and spirit. And when I say in body, that means you need no substance to mentally be progressive. Even though society will teach you that being under the influence of some type of psychedelic, psychotropic drug makes you, you're mentally free. No, you are not. You are mentally trapped by that substance and you actually are under the influence of spirits that's a whole deep teaching in uh, in uh, how do I say this it's a deep spiritual teaching to understand spirits alcohol meditation open-mindedness where that's coming from when people are telling you that that you are not free you are actually under bondage spiritually when you do certain things like that you are and that's a whole nother thing wholeness may actually be that you have the ability to sit in a rested state read a book to sit check in with self come to the understanding this is what I need this is what I do not need this is what I feel like I need to become associated with this is what I do not need to become associated with and the more that you grow and come into the understanding of self the more the people around you are made even call you selfish because you are becoming whole within self And the parts of them that have not grown to become whole will accuse you of becoming selfish. Because you are changing, you are outgrowing what is within them. I've been become so shocked because maybe I'm just that different person that Have I had alcohol before? Yes, but I've come to a point that I don't need it. I never needed it. My mother taught me many years ago when I was a young child. She gave me tastes of alcohol when I was a child so that when I became an adult, I really didn't need it. When when there were people around me that used to drink and smoke, um, I dealt with a guy that used to to drink beer, alcohol, rum, liquor, all that kind of stuff. But every time he used to tell stories about how he was trash drunk, I was like, who 
was who was that did I used to drink the rum with him back then yes these was all times before I was saved but I just I was always that person that looked at things like that like why though I was unaffected by it and it actually boggled my mind why the people did it because I was strong within my own self that I knew that I didn't need it and where my strength comes from and my wholeness comes from is my continual walk with the Lord. I need nothing else to make me feel good about myself, strong, or to feel nice in a good set of self. I feel good when I feel whole within self, whole in my mind, emotions, spirit. If I actually feel more uncomfortable, when I've had a drink and I get get dizzy spells and get lucid when I've had something to drink I feel more uncomfortable being around people that are smoking and I get secondhand high because then I get uncomfortable because I no longer feel that I have the fullness of control of capacity of my mind because I can't focus some people say that it makes them feel good. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm just being honest. Self. Selfish to others. It's being concerned with my own self mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that brings wholeness to me. I may not have all the money in the world and the money in the bank, but I am whole within myself that I don't need anything extra to make me feel any particular way. That I can grow by understanding what I need to do to check in with self. language I never understood why people needed it do I have my moments of course I'm human I'll admit that when I get angry yes there may be a few few expletives that come from me am I still Christian yes because I make sure that though I do have those few slip ups I come back to myself and say, that's not who I am. That's not who I shall continue to be. Let me check myself and work on that. Am I whole? Yes, I'm whole. Do I have everything I want in this season of my life? No. But wholeness means that you are okay, a base or a bound. Wholeness, you are okay whether you have it all or you don't have it all. It doesn't mean that you're stagnant, stuck, or anything. That it's something wrong with you. No. It means that you are wholeness within self. That I may not have it right now, but I know and am fully whole in my spiritual and physicalness. That, though I may not have it in this moment, that I know that I will get it. That I'm working every day to 
do the best that I can to move towards my goal, which may not look like to what other people see as their goal. Because the difference between, let's just say it, the difference between a person that has it and isn't is the fact that they were willing, the person that was willing to go through the trials, to go through getting, getting and becoming whole, is the fact that they went towards it. They ran after it, where others remained stagnant. They were willing to go after and get what others were not willing to do for themselves. And sometimes to the person that isn't whole, but operating within their own environment, the person that is whole, whether they are a base or a bound to them, looks like it's something wrong with them. I am working towards. I am working forward. I am happy and at peace with self. And I notice that people with certain types of attitudes and narcissistic behaviors and certain types of viewpoints view me as being a problem because I am at peace with self in my self. That's the difference between selfish and selfless. I will love you and I will not allow you to take advantage of me. And when people that think that a selfless person should be constantly give, give, giving, the moment that they take the time to take peace in self and focus on self, they are assumed selfish. Which is never the case. They are becoming whole within self. And they are okay with taking the time to be at peace, resting when they need to rest, running when they need to run. They run look a little bit different than everybody else, but they hold. They can get farther faster. They can do more. Because they're whole. That's what wholeness looks like. You aren't defined by the relationship that you don't have in your life. But you are defined by the relationships that you do. Who are around you that are holding you back, holding you down, holding you in a place that is not your best self and your best space? Because I'm not one that desires to be held down or held back by the people that are around me. I've heard Will Smith say this multiple times and I've heard other people say this. Who are the five closest people to you? Five closest people to you do define who you are. Certain seasons of my life, these five people change. Sometimes it's my friends. It's my family. And other people like to say that if you have no one around you, then you ain't going nowhere. If you have nobody, 
you are selfish. You have no body. You need to check you. It's not that you need to check you. It's the fact that you are cautious of the people that you are allowing to be in your space, your mind, your head, and what it is that you're doing. In some seasons of your life, you're supposed to operate by yourself because you ain't getting to that next level until you decide to be a little selfish and a little selfless. That selflessness needs to cut for a season so that you can be a little selfish to check yourself to get you where you need to go to that next season. Because getting in that door for that next season, you can't drag everybody else with you. You pick them up on your way back. Meaning, once you've gotten there, gotten yourself established, then you'll check in with them. But once, in order to be whole and self-assured and be able to move forward, you gotta cut some people sometimes. And sometimes it ain't cutting, it's just putting the, 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 the reins down for a minute. Get where you need to go and coming back and picking them up. Because when you get where you need to go and you build, you then can find out where they at and see if you can bring them along with you. sometimes that looks like you being silent sometimes that looks like you not talking about everything that you're doing in certain seasons of your life and people may think you're selfish for that no you grow in resting when you need to rest and you're running when you need to run sometimes when you take off running the other people can't catch up because they expect you to be selfless all the time but when you cut the reins and start to run and they can't keep up with you they think it's something wrong so they try to keep you in the box that they knew you of and accuse you of being selfish when you run out of it you whole baby you 100% whole you need nothing added except maybe getting yourself internally in alignment and once you internally aligned you rested you ready to go and you run it some people they get uncomfortable it just is what it is and you gotta love those people from a distance brings me to my next point which is women are viewed that it was another clip from the same uh, episode of The Real I'm assuming where Lonnie Love was crying because of the fact that people were judgmental of her or women in general because they aren't with a man If I'm not with a man, it's not because I don't want one. It's because I'm okay with being by myself, working on myself to be the best version of myself for the type of man that I want in my life. I don't need to have a man hanging on to me while I'm doing that. 
and understand this if you do guess what that man is going to leave every single time because every growth spurt you have that man can't hang out hang only a man that understands you and grows with you will grow with you while you are going through it but if you need to grow I made a decision a long time ago and I'm going to be real real right now I made a decision a long time ago and this is a page or maybe about two pages in a book that I've written that is coming out um, that I wrote the vision of what a perfect guy was to me. I did this about five years ago. I made it, made, it was longer than five years ago. I wrote that because the book was written in 2015. So that page was in that book. When I wrote that book, or I wrote this particular page, added it in. I wrote all the characteristics of the perfect guy. Most people sit there and view um, men as, oh, I'm looking for this eye color, this hair color, this build, this, 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 that, the characteristics of the other thing, and all this type of stuff. If you view a man like that, you may actually end up catching the wrong guy because you're not concerned about the characteristics of who the man should be. How does he carry himself? What is he, what is he in his household? How is he going to be good to be in your family? Is he going to be good to be the type of man to, 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 to build a family with? Every one of us are growing day by day, so on and so forth make the decision to grow some of us remain stagnant but sometimes we take that selfish mode and moment to grow gain understanding about ourselves our beliefs break off the belief systems of the people around us and move forward because you must always be moving forward And because of this, I've noticed my life has had many transitionary seasons because the people around me and the environment I was in, I had to keep moving, which meant I had to literally keep moving. Your life is a reflection of what's going on internally. And if what's going on internally is I'm continually moving, meaning I'm continually growing, my environment can't stay the same because your external environment reflects So if my external environment changes every 6, 12, year, 2 years, 3 years, that means that I have grown out and outgrown that season of my life. Now when it comes down to a woman being with a man, it's this. You can identify what it is that you want in a man. And that's what I did 7 years ago. I sat down and I wrote down the list of exactly what I wanted every aspect, every characteristic that I want. And it had nothing to do with eye color, hair color, race. Uh, The only thing, yes, he's a man, so that gender was important. It had to be a man. The genre of guy. Yeah. 
I wrote it all down. Aspects of what this person should be. And I know that when I get that man, I have found the right one. This man may not be perfect. This man may not be perfection, but no man is. Every man has to grow. And it is their growth. And sometimes it is their stretching to meet certain things that shows that they desire and truly desire what it is that they are bringing to the table for the relationship that they are coming into. Keeps. Because it's what this it is what they it is what they decide to let go of to walk with you in your wholeness yeah that is what makes wholeness that is what brings about two whole people because if a woman becomes whole and she feels that she doesn't need to have the man clinging on to her she shouldn't be ridiculed for that but she should be looked upon highly not because she oh she that miss independent woman doesn't mean she don't want a man it just means that she is willing to wait for the right one and if she's getting ridiculed and judged because she ain't got that man on her arm you know how many times people have come to me and people have said to me oh why why you ain't got no man why you why you don't seem like you focus on how come you ain't trying to get you a man because I'm not out here seeking a guy. I pray, I seek, I fast. When the timing is right for the right man to come, I won't need to chase. I won't need to date. I won't need to be out here serial dating. I don't need to do that. Because you know what? When you and God are on the same page... God knows the man that aligns with you. And that man will find you. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. That means he got to seek you. You ain't got to be running out here seeking him. Who knows? Because you are whole enough to realize that you don't need to do that. And maybe that looks a little selfish. That you're not that one that's being selfless all the time. Running around here trying to appease and appease every man that's out here walking on two legs. Because she knows who she is. And she knows that the right man is going to come to her. The right man is going to see her value. And the right man is going to see his flaws and change them because he knows that she ain't gonna take it. And this woman may look like she control. Well, she controlling. But no, she's in the most the most purest form of freedom that she can be in knows who she is and she is whole and she is walking in that wholeness what it looks like to everyone else may look different 
because they aren't walking in their wholeness because wholeness sometimes looks like I'm going to stand for what I'm going to stand for unmoving and not chase what did I say earlier what the system views in their vicious obedience to what society's stereotypes tell them to be wholeness and freedom wholeness is freedom even though it doesn't look like it wholeness is freedom and freedom isn't free freedom there's a price there's sacrifice for that there is a little bit of selfishness to that because you choose not to be selfless to the wrong people because sometimes when you are selfless people take advantage and they want to take and take and take and take and take from you but when you are whole enough to realize that you don't have to be anybody's stepping stool you walk in the fullness of wholeness and people may observe you control it no I'm free baby I'm free and I'm a little bit selfish because I need to be whole within self I need to be at peace and at rest with self and other people may always want to poke you to say you should be doing this no I shouldn't I need to be at whole within myself that means maybe I need to sit and I need to rest and to everyone else you look lazy no I'm not lazy I'm at rest and at peace and at wholeness with self and I work how I work and I am how I do oh I am working but I'm whole and I am in the truest form of freedom because the mental freedom is more important than the physical I'd rather be mentally free than bound up in bondages any sort because that's what true wholeness is baby for real for real much love faith peace and blessing to you until next time this is Taj McCameron for Steam to Live the Dream Bye bye Hello, this is Taj McCameron, and I'd like to discuss tonight about something that has become close to my heart. Kingdom, creative, connective, collective. This is my new community. In it, we are offering you the opportunity to come into a community where you will learn, you will grow, you will find support, you will find content, you will find encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment, and 
it'll be a safe space for you to express your feelings and get the intellectual understanding of things that you may not understand about the very industries that you're desiring to go into. How so? A lot of people look at the industries, whether it be fashion, whether it be music, entertainment, acting, dancing, singing, whatever it is. They all have a viewpoint of what it looks like. Oh, it looks like it's fun. Oh, it looks like it's what have you. Then there's also the fact of some understand that it is hard work. But there's another side to it. It's that third wall. It's the fact of the matter that it's more than just being hard work. It's the fact that you're going into a space, a place, and an experience that you don't have understanding of. It's understanding the fact that you're going into an uncharted territory And the people there know better how to operate it than you do. And the fact of the matter is, it's like you're going into a den of wolves. It's like you're seeing a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing. There are people in those industries that will smile in your face and eat you up in the next second. You need to know how, which way to go, and where. And this is my heart. Several years ago, I saw a video on YouTube about a young woman. She was vlogging about having had been in the industry and how she went in with the best intentions in the world to get and to help other people she was going to be a model a role model and do all of these types of things she got in there and somebody caught her up they promised her the world and led her into a lifestyle that she was not appreciative of and it took her some time to get out and she was in the middle of her healing process but I saw this woman crying her eyes out and I said to myself, if I ever had the opportunity, how could I help somebody else? The creative kingdom, creative, connective, collective is that opportunity. It's the opportunity to bring people together, get them focused on what it is that is the real importance of what you're trying to do how you're trying to do it knowing what that purpose is sticking to that purpose and not swaying on your ethical and moral boundaries when you start to see change in your life understanding that you have to remain aware of your parameters at all times understanding that what it is that 
you're walking into is uncharted territory and you have to have people around you that are going to protect you. Some of the most influential entertainers you see in those industries, if you ever really closely listen to their stories, what is the first thing they already always say? I had a team of people. I had my mom. I had my dad. I had family members that were supporting me. I had a team of people, of friends, close friends, boyfriend, whatever it was, but they had people around them that were watching their back while they were growing. And the reason they were able to be successful is they had those people to be the jumping board. You listen to people like Alicia Keys, where she said that she was uh, in a relationship with somebody and they went in together. And between that relationship, I think her mother and I think it was a, a uncle or cousin, all three of them together protected her when she was going in and then the people that were in there that she came across that mentored her or walked with her kept her on the straight and narrow and that's why she's still able to be in the industry the way she is because she had the walls of the people that were protecting her you can't just go in there blind with no protection you will get run over know what it is understand the way that it works ins and outs most people don't know the simple things the fact that you sign a contract you owe that money back to the company and every time you sit up there and you pay for a lavish dinner and pay for a lavish this and pay for a lavish that that's coming out of the money that they gave you even if they're going to dinner with you, they're, they're using your credit card that they put money on in order to pay for that dinner, not their credit card. They're using your money every time you go out. You want to go in a limo? You want to do? They're using your money that you're borrowing from the company to pay for that. And then you owe that money back to them. There's so many little tips and twisted tricks uh, the V8 Summit before they had the V8 Summit this year last year when they were setting up to do the V8 Summit there were some little uh, contractual agreements in the contract that were uh, stipulations that could mess up a performer if they were unable to perform the shows in the case that the V8 Summit was canceled due to what's going on in our society. You have to be able to read between the lines and you have to have people around you that are going to protect you. Know what, where, and how you can operate in these places. That's what the cre- that's what the kingdom, creative, connective, collective is. It's a place that you will learn you'll be able to talk about these things ask questions you'll be able to uh, work together and I'm we're also in the process right now of uh, working on clubhouse I've had the opportunity to be in clubhouse rooms with people that are in these industries and listen to conversations where I learn even more of this stuff 
what I plan to do is connect to those groups. And it's like, it's going to be a place that you will be able to learn and to grow. That's what the kingdom creative connective collective is all about. It's a safe place for you to learn. And we hope to grow it to a point that it's not only the safe place for you to learn, but a creative community that you will be able to find, collaborate and connect with the people that you will walk into these industries with and they will become your safety net and your safety circle so that when you go in, you're not going in alone. That's my point for this. So if you want to join the kingdom, creative, connective, collective, find us on Facebook. Search out the Facebook group and under Steam to Live the Dream, the Facebook page, I believe, there is a group for the kingdom, creative, connective, collective. Stay on top of the articles. But we're currently right now working on the website membership and having a containment area for you guys to actually communicate and hang out. If you're interested, come join us at the Kingdom Creative Connective Collective. Until then, see you soon.